0: Welcome to this episode of IG Talk with Robert Smallwood, where we feature interviews with information governance leaders around the world, as well as discussions of IG news, events, and best practices. Welcome to IG Talk, and today we're going to discuss cybersecurity basics. I have as my guest, Barry Briseke, who is a cybersecurity expert. Uh, Barry, are you there? Good morning, Bob. I sure am. Very good. Let's... uh, get into this. But first, I just wanted to introduce to the audience, for those that aren't familiar with cybersecurity at all, this is just an introduction. And there is, in cybersecurity principles, there's the principle of least privilege. And the principle of least privilege is essentially, you provide only the information to people that they need to, to the very minimum that they need to be able to do their, their job. So... When people change jobs or move sideways or up in the organization, their access to information has to be adjusted. Often we use identity and access management or IAM software. It's often referred to as single sign-on. And this means essentially we're limiting access to the information that that people have. There was actually a case at a large bank, the largest bank in France, um, Credit eyes they uh, uh, had a guy who moved from the you know, commercial loans into trust into uh, investments and 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 each time he moved up and over he gained more access in the organization to more and more information and they didn't cut off or, or curtail his access to the previous from the previous job and he ended up with a whole wide range of access and was making billion dollar trades which which made, which was fine and everyone in the bank, you know, was okay with that. And that went, that went okay until it didn't. And then in 2008 with the market crash, um, things bottomed out and they lost money and they strung the sky up. And so when you move from department to department or move sideways or up in the organization and your credentials that, that allow you to access information aren't updated, that's what's called credential drag. So the first principle in cybersecurity is just, Limit the amount of information that people have access to to only that that they need to do their their job. P O capital L and P principle of least privilege. And then there's uh, another uh, set of principles which is called the CIA triad, which is essentially um, assessing information based on its confidentiality, integrity, and availability. and And Barry, why don't you? Uh, Take that over and, and explain to our audience a little more about that.
1: Happy to. The CIA triad stands for confidentiality, integrity, and availability. And this uh, standard dates back to the early 1990s when people were trying to get a handle on what cybersecurity might mean as the internet really became a tool that everyone used. So let's talk about confidentiality. That's the idea that we need to ensure that the necessary level of secrecy is enforced at each junction in the data processing flow. So we want to prevent unauthorized disclosure. And so thinking about what Bob just said about least privileges, users actually can accidentally disclose information, uh, for example, by sending an unencrypted email containing data. So when we talk about confidentiality, the idea is that we might want to think about how the data is stored. We might want to store data in an encrypted format and never send out unencrypted data via email. That would be one way to keep it confidential. Another example that people uh, often make mistakes with is sending passwords in unencrypted email. And so the lesson here is that Email is not uh, an inherently safe way to transmit information. And so when you are trying to be confidential, you want to think about how your data is being transmitted, what step in the process it's uh, in, and then make sure that you're um, practicing, uh, you know, secure data handling. So the next step in the CIA triad is integrity. What does integrity mean? Well, it's the assurance that your information is accurate and reliable. That you have systems in place to prevent unauthorized access and potential alteration of the information. That the systems are in place to protect the data from mistakes by internal users. Let's just talk a little bit about that. You've got data entry operators who might miss key and address. That's an example of data whose integrity is not really great. It it really comes back to data quality almost. And then there's this idea that you could have unauthorized users purposely altering the information to make the integrity of the data not so great. All right, so that's integrity. And then availability is the third leg in the triad. Availability is reliable and timely access to data and the resources it takes to read that data, specifically for authorized individuals. So you need to have systems in place that allow you to get to the data. Doesn't do any good to have the accurate in, you know, data in a system if you can't actually access that system. You need to think not only about uh, electronic hacking and maybe ransomware locking up your data, uh, availability also, uh, bleeds over into things like contingency plans so you can recover from storms and other, um, eventualities that might affect the availability of all your business processing components. So that's electricity to the building. Uh, that's, you know, connectivity to the internet. Maybe a backhoe comes along and digs up your, Fiber optic connection to the building. So what's the company's recovery plan from things like that? Confidentiality, integrity, and availability are the elements of the CIA triad. And when you start to think about security, cybersecurity in a holistic manner, the triad's a really great way to get started
0: when when companies are first getting started organizations first getting started they really need to know sort of their their they really need to know their security posture and where they stand and so they often conduct a security assessment and there are multiple methodologies for going about that can you just sort of give us a thumbnail sketch of a of, of a couple of them that are that are out there that are most frequently used and what might be the easier one to start with or or what what might be the more comprehensive one
1: okay the Common frameworks would be ISO 27001, the NIST cybersecurity framework, and uh, Center for Internet Security's top 20 control approach. Let's just talk a little bit about the NIST framework because it identifies five functions which are common across all of the frameworks. So those five uh, functions are identify, protect, detect, respond, and recover. So in order to um, combat a particular threat vector, you need to identify the threat, what's going to potentially harm you. Once you identify the threat, then you come up with a protection mechanism that theoretically will insulate you from that threat. A lot of people don't understand that it's important to detect a threat. So what does that mean? That's not just that it might happen, but that it already has happened, that somebody's already inside your system. The typical time to detect is currently five months for U.S. corporations. That means that the bad actors have been inside compromising systems and exfiltrating data for five months before the IT staff actually figures out that they've been hacked. So clearly there's some work to be done on detection. Uh, Response, everybody should have a response plan in place. So if you do get hacked, if somebody gains controls of your systems, what are you going to do? And that would include a recovery process. We'll restore from backups. We'll um, move to our secondary processing system. So you need to have the five uh, functions covered in your security uh, plan, which would be identify, protect, detect, respond, and recover. Now, this concept of a security assessment, you're right, Bob, we need to find out where we're at in our current security posture. And probably the approach that makes the most sense for small businesses and even medium-sized businesses would be to use the Center for Internet Security's top 20 control approach. And some of these controls, so there's 20 different controls that CIS has identified that would allow you to assess your security posture. Some of the controls, in-
0: Barry, just real quick, um, how does that compare to the NIST framework? How many controls are, or how many, how many different uh, areas are monitored? You'd in you have NIST framework. something
1: like two hundred and forty uh, controls in the NIST framework. So it's much more complex, mm-hmm. although it's it's very detailed and involved. Uh, it's so important for companies to get. Uh, a handle on the security posture, and to be able to do that in a matter of weeks, not months. That's why I recommend that the uh, Center for Internet Security's top 20 control approach be where companies start. And if there's a compliance uh, requirement to do the NIST framework, uh, that's something that can be phase two of a security assessment project. Getting the top 20 controls uh, evaluated initially will help companies understand where they're at and what kind of, you know, what the magnitude of their uh, complete security effort is. So some of the top 20 controls would be to inventory your authorized and unauthorized devices, to uh, inventory your software, to document your computer hardware and software configurations, To uh, make sure your admin privileges are controlled, like, you know, how many admin accounts do you have and how often are the passwords changed? And then to do a vulnerability assessment and a remediation. And that's where you have a third party come in, probe your uh, network environment, identify specific weaknesses, and then implement patches or other methods to uh, remediate the vulnerabilities. Anyway, once you get your controls evaluated by your third party vendor, you might want to uh, engage in kind of a, a corporate education process. You could use uh, color coded infographics or risk score heat charts to depict, visually depict your security posture, identify which areas need to get worked on, and then chart your progress over time. That about wraps us up in terms of the overview for some cybersecurity basics. Uh, you can find more information on these topics at our website, infogovworld.com. And Bob, is there anything else? Should we thank the people for coming to, to listen to us today?
0: Yeah, we appreciate you coming to listen. And um, we'll continue in this educational series. So we'd like to, for instance, introduce, um, you know, just the the assessment of cloud security, for instance. There are some different methodologies Absolutely. there as well. Yeah, that would right?
1: be a great topic to talk about next time.
0: Okay, very good. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And Goodbye. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of IG Talk, which features interviews of IG leaders as well as IG news, events, and best practices. Listen in next time. This is Robert Smallwood.